father was from Oklahoma. He had been a big old Marine um, from Ryan, Oklahoma, where there was terrible, terrible poverty. He was a heroic man. And he had the most amazing swagger. If he and James Dean walked into a room at the same time, you would not have noticed James Dean. My father was that that cool. And um, he had come through terrible poverty um, in Oklahoma during the Great Depression. It was a time during the dust storms where the ground gave no food. And uh, there was nothing. And there was no dignity. You know, people were not left with their dignity. Um, So he left at 17, or actually 16, to go fight in Korea to be able to send food money back to his family. Uh, 17, when he faced combat. Um, And when he came home, he suffered from mental illness and what we believe was PTSD, which they didn't know that then. But also, he um, had developed pretty severe alcoholism, and his was a very violent type of alcoholism. He faced that and fought it until sobriety in 1967. But when we were growing up, this man used to tell this story to us all the time. He told about his father. Um, So this would have been 1920s, early 1930s. And that his father had gone to town one day to try to get just a little bit of meager rations for the family to try to feed them. And as he was traveling, a storm came rolling in. And in Oklahoma, those storms can get pretty wicked. And if not, blow up a twister. So he knew that he had to take cover. And he saw across the field an old abandoned house um, that was very beat up and battered. But he did get out of the rain, and he was glad for that. But it was pretty clear that he needed to lay in because the storm was strong and it was going to last a long time. And so he bedded down to try to sleep on the floor. And the storm raged outside. Um, But no sooner had he closed his eyes than my grandfather heard somebody speak to him. And the voice said, how are you doing, buddy? Not necessarily a scary voice, but there shouldn't have been anybody in that house. So Grandpa jerked up and he looked around and he saw that no one was there except this white cat, this old white cat in the house. And... So he passed off the voice as probably being the storm, and he decided to snuggle back in and try to close his eyes and get some sleep until the storm let up. But when he closed his eyes, this time he heard a little stronger. I asked you how you were, friend, and this time Grandpa was on his feet, and he got ready for a fight. You know, he he knew whoever it was shouldn't be there, and he called out, Who said that? And damned if that cat didn't look right at him and say, I did. And Grandpa stopped for a minute. He was quite thrown, and he didn't know a lot. He'd had no education. He was very poor. Um, But he knew from the Bible the story of the serpent speaking to Eve, and he thought, boy, if a snake shouldn't talk, a cat sure shouldn't. So he tore out of there and, you know, he thought it might be a spook or a haunt or something like that. Those would be his words. 
And um, so we ran and he ran out into the storm and he ran across the field and he ran with all his might because he felt like it was the devil chasing him. You know, it was that, it was that scary and it felt that bad. And finally he was exhausted and he was soaked and he sat down on a field stone to rest for a second. But within a couple of minutes, that cat walked up to him and it looked up at him and said, that sure was a fine race we just had, wasn't it? And, uh, My grandpa hesitated for a minute and gathered himself, and he said, you know what? He said, it was. He said, but it's nothing compared to the one we're about to have. And he shot out of there again. He was going to outrun that cat. And my father used to tell this story, and when we tell this story in our family now, it is not my grandfather, it is my dad. And my dad faced terrible demons. Um, He was around at a time when mental illness was misunderstood. And when he came into Alcoholics Anonymous, you had to keep anonymous or you would lose your job. You could lose your living. You could be ostracized. And so he battled it and we didn't understand it as a family. So we handled it imperfectly, although we all stuck it out together. But when I was a little girl, To me, this was a spooky story. But as I became an adult, mental illness set in. Pretty severe hospitalizations and on and on and on. And continues throughout my life. But it was at this time, actually, it was at a time in a locked ward that I realized that this was not a spooky story. That my father had given me a set of directions. When thoughts of suicide or despair that's like like the blackness of that storm in Oklahoma covers me or voices come knocking um, that I can hear outside and inside my head and I and I want to give up I remember that you don't just sit there on the rock I remember that you give it hell this story has saved my life over and over and over. You know, whether it was sitting in a tub thinking to harm myself or before an ECT or all of those things, this story has saved my life. And so when mental illness comes, my father's words, this thing that my father told me, I remember in my head, and that is when it catches up, I look it in the eye, And I say, it's nothing compared to the one we're about to have. 